Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. Whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Shop now at DSW.com or a DSW store near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we are days away from the season 17 finale of The Bachelorette. The drama in the Katie and Greg breakup has not stopped. Um, I'm going to give you an update on that, as well as let you know what to expect from the three-hour, yes, that's right, three-hour finale on Monday of the season. And we have a few other quick headlines to run through. And that's what we do on Friday episodes of Here for the Right Reasons. We give you a recap of everything you need to know in Bachelor Nation. Let's start with the press release for Monday's finale before we go into Katie and Greg Land, because that will shoot us back in because people are still talking about it, including Katie herself. Um, This is what ABC, how they describe um, Monday's finale. Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams join a studio audience as they watch the final moments unravel. Defeated and on the bathroom floor after a devastating breakup, can Katie pick herself back up and continue with the two remaining men she is also falling in love with? Later in After the Final Rose, Caitlin and Tasha are joined on stage by Katie and her final three as they try to make sense of what happened in Mexico, including a tense confrontation with Greg about his sudden departure. Did Katie leave with the love she was looking for or did she go home alone? So a few things to take away there. From my understanding, After the Final Rose was taped um, a couple weeks ago, the last week in July, I believe. Um, we haven't had, we also had Matt James and Rachel uh, Kirkinell's after the final rose pre taped, but I think that was more so COVID stuff. It sounds like Caitlin and Tasha had an audience. So I think it's going to be one of those where we probably go back and forth between Caitlin and Tasha, like hosting the live studio audience and airing clips from the last week in Mexico. You know, she'll have her last dates, most likely with Blake and with Justin, make her choice. And then we will go to After the Final Rose, which has been taped and will feature interviews with Blake, Justin, Katie, and Greg. I think it was pre-taped more so because Caitlin and Tasha, from what I've heard, are currently quarantining for Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette. So they are already in quarantine, gearing up to start production on Michelle's season so they couldn't do After the Final Rose live. Um, 
you know, maybe they also didn't do it live because there's a lot of moving parts right here and there's some, there's some tension um, with Greg and Katie and all that. Um, I, a photo leaked from it that was like super blurry on Reddit. Um, nothing crazy to write home about, but, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I think interesting just to note one last time because Katie did sort of tease after the final rose when she responded to Madison Pruitt's Maddie Pruitt's tweet um, on July 26th. So it was definitely taped before July 26th when Maddie tweeted, never trust your tongue when your heart is wounded. Hush until you hear heal. Katie responded, should have read this before AFR. So it's safe to say, you know, the press release mentioned the tense conversation with Greg about a sudden departure. She's still throwing shade on Instagram. She sent that tweet out. I think we're going to get um, some major, major drums with Katie and Greg. And I mean, it's continuing. So Caitlin of Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams was on Clickbait, the podcast, the Bachelor Nation podcast on Thursday. And she was talking to Natasha, Joe, and um, Tasha, who host Clickbait. And they got into the Greg stuff. And it was interesting because, you know, as we saw on the show, Caitlin was the one who immediately spoke to Katie after the second fight and after Greg left. And her quotes were really interesting. Um, she said, quote, I actually didn't really fully know how it all went down until I watched it back. I was just hearing Katie's side of the story. And she was actually really self-deprecating about it. I feel like she wasn't angry at the time. She wasn't like, oh, Greg gaslighted me. She was kind of like, I don't know what happened. I felt bad for Greg until I watched it back. And as they, you know, kind of got into the discussion, because Joe, of course, he's for Joe, um, believed was more on take, uh, Caitlin's side and Katie's side, whereas Natasha and um, Tasha had a little more sympathy for Greg. But Caitlin continued and said, could Katie have been a little more reactive to him saying these things? Of course. But the way he responded back to that, I thought was bullshit. Um, she also noted there are lists, there are roses, there are placements. This is the bachelorette. She gave him so much reassurance the whole show can't really fully reciprocate it if she can't validate him until the end and i and then this is the best part this was some real shade and i think he just wanted to quit before he got fired i think his ego was so hurt in that moment that he was like i'm gonna flip this shit and get out of here so that's been a big debate among certain people watching the show since there's all these you know claims that greg went to acting school i'm of the mindset of more if greg pre-planned this then he is a mastermind not only in in and a master actor but this could have totally backfired and it might have because people are accusing him of being a gaslighter or, you know, being emotionally manipulative. Um, I still don't know where I land on that. If you listened to Tuesday's episode, you know, I tried to explain all the sides of this and I definitely felt some sympathy for Greg because in that moment when Katie, you know, said, I like looking at you and there was this awkward silence between them. It was pretty torturous to watch. I can't imagine living it. Um, you know, they were in this intense conversation about the loss of his dad. He clearly was vulnerable on the show. I believe there was some genuine feelings on Greg's part. I don't think he's some like amazing actor. Um, but at the same time, that is something that is certainly coming up. Um, and has not been addressed directly by anyone on the show, but Taisha was on, on air with Ryan Seacrest on Thursday and it was brought up by Tanya Rad, friend of the show. And she said, I'll tell you this, that will be addressed. So just wait. So my guess, and I think what we can expect is Katie's going to come in guns blazing, fired up, having probably just watched the breakup with Greg. Because if I've learned anything from talking to alums on, on this show is that after the final rose, they will 
they will get you all riled up. Um, Blake Hortzman has told me that he watched his breakup with Becca right before he went on stage with her to get himself like they did that and were like, just watch it, whatever. And then he got all emotional again. Um, Melissa Rycroft told me that she had to watch her relationship with Jason and like uh, some like highlight package and something right before she got on stage. So they you know, get you a little in your feels because they're good at their job. And then they put you on that stage and they make you talk about it. And so I think Katie is going to be less upset like she was during the episode and more angry. Um, you know, we, we talked on Tuesday about how she's posting things about gaslighters and implying that he, that's what he did. Um, it also kind of shows there wasn't much resolution probably between them, even though I think Tasha tease some closure. I don't know about that because if that was true, I don't know if Katie would be out here posting all these, all these things. Cause in addition to the gaslighting post that she, she reshared, um, I wrote up Caitlin's quotes on clickbait and Katie actually shared the article on her Instagram story. Um, and did the post, um, did a swipe up to it. So clearly she, you know, agrees with Caitlin's representation of her words. Um, and she also posted a picture of tea and said, hmm, so much tea this morning. So that could be referring to anything. But I mean, the fact that Tasha's making headlines for talking about the Greg acting claims are going to be addressed. Caitlin's making headlines for talking about thinking Greg, you know, quit the show because he, you know, quote, didn't want to get fired. I think meaning he wanted to leave on his terms. He wanted to like look like whatever, which I usually love when they quit the show. Um, but I thought that line was pretty wild that she said, um, I think he just wanted to quit before he got fired. I think his ego was hurt in that moment. And he was like, I'm going to flip this shit and get out of here. She also talked more about that Katie wanting to quit in that moment because, you know, you see these pictures from the finale. Obviously, she's in the dress. She's in a like turquoise sparkly dress. Not my favorite. Um, you know, Katie's fashion has been has been tough, I think, on all of us, including Katie. She's sort of leaning into it now. Um, the jeans. Oh, the jeans. Um, she's not in jeans. Oh, no. She's in jeans at the beginning of the finale, which, oh, they might be her worst yet in this pink shirt. I really can't. Um, but she's in a turquoise sparkly dress for after for her final row ceremony. She looks pretty. Um, it's not my favorite dress of all time. I liked her. I think the red one she wore on the first night was my favorite thing she wore the whole season or that green. No, that green sparkly dress was kind of bad too. I don't know. You guys sure her fashion just hasn't really been it, but um, she looks pretty, um, but she also looks scared and nervous and anxious as hell um, <laughs> in the photos. They're all just only going to release those photos, but they have they're, they're, the longing looking in the distance. It's, it's on point. Um, so we know she doesn't actually quit, but Caitlin did say on clickbait that she really was thinking about it in that moment. Katie told her, I feel so alone. Nobody can understand this. I'm going home. I don't even care what this means for my contract. I don't care what this means for the other two guys. In that moment, she was so done. And to hear someone else be like, I had that exact moment. I wanted to quit. I told everybody I was quitting. They didn't show it. But I said all of those things that you were saying. And trust me, when you get to the end, even if you don't pick anyone, or if you do pick someone, you're going to be like, whoa, this happened for a reason. Just battle through this. This is the worst part. You're almost done. So super interesting that Caitlin said that Katie said, I mean, we saw her threatening to quit, obviously, but she said, I don't care what this means for my contract. I don't care what this means for the other two guys. So, you know, as we are going to see, if Katie is with Justin or Blake, it really is going to be awkwardly great television to have to hear them talk about the Greg thing and, you know, move past it. it it's so reminiscent of... Desiree Hartstock and her breakup with Brooks and how to this day on this very podcast, I was asking her questions about 
Brooks and settling for Chris because that's like the narrative around her story. And I think this was even wor- more. I mean, I feel like Desiree, it, it felt like in the show, she bounced back really quick and that was the criticism. But this is Katie admitting that she didn't care what happened with the other two guys a little more so. Um, you know, did she just say that in the heat of the moment and didn't mean it? Probably. I mean, if she's happy with someone else, we don't know. Maybe she is single. Uh, we have no idea. But either way, I, I'm anxiously awaiting for the reunion with Greg, but I'm also so curious to hear what either of the other guys are going to say. Are they going to confront her about stringing them along if she was, you know, planning to pick Greg? Um, you know, if Greg didn't have that flip a switch moment, whoever wins, if there is a winner, are they going to say, well, what if? I mean, he did have that flip the switch moment, so I guess it's irrelevant, but it's hard to be insecure. It's hard to be secure in any relationship, let alone a bachelor one where they were just dating all these other people. You're trying to convince them that you think you're the one. Caitlin and Tasha talked very candidly about this on clickbait and saying, you know, after the show, Caitlin talked to the show's therapist because they do give them access to a therapist and saying the therapist was telling her, Sean Booth is going to need a lot of validation because, you know, he just competed for you. And Caitlin's response was, well, I need a lot of validation because I think, you know, there's all these insecurities of going from being this this chase after a woman and then getting down to your final one. And also, you know, the, the pressure of the world and whether this was real or a show and getting in the real world and everything. So I think there's so much riding on these couples in those first, like rewatching the show and if they can make it through that. And this was one of the more intense breakups for a front runner leaving that we've seen in a while. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. From finding excuses to hug all your friends, to checking that big hike off your bucket list, to embracing the return of wedding season, life is calling. And whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. We'll provide the shoes and you'll make them awesome. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, must-have boots, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Birkenstock, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Head to DSW.com or DSW store near you to find your new favorite shoes. On the other side, the more I've thought about it, I really do think it's interesting the way Katie brought up Michael A leaving and Greg leaving in that bathroom with Caitlin, almost feeling like she was more worried about like what that's going to look like as the bachelorette, having maybe her top two guys quit. Um, and it's another example of if she's with Blake, if she's with Justin, them being like, I mean, let's, let's be real. It's probably Blake over Justin. Let's just be real talk here. If she's with Blake, him being like, you were crying about Michael A, you were crying about Greg. Where the hell do I fit in here? Was I just like someone you like took up with? Am I third place? Am I, you know, not let alone second? Am I third? Is Michael A second? I can't wait to find out how they answer all these questions and to see what she does. Real quick before we go into the other minor headlines, there was a little bit of drama with the guys on the season because they were tweeting about everything that happened with Greg and Katie. I thought it was interesting that Connor B came to Greg's defense. Connor B, the cat, tweeted, relationships are nuanced, breakups are nuanced. Sometimes there's not a good guy or a bad guy. Sometimes cameras and tweets can accurately capture the complexity of real life. Kindness is free. Love is complicated. And then when someone disagreed with him and brought up the gaslighting situation, Connor replied, there was no gaslighting in this episode. There was a fight between two people that you maybe saw 20% of. Then the next day, he took to Twitter again and said, quick note, I deleted my tweet reply about gaslighting once I saw that Katie herself had posted resources about gaslighting. My intent wasn't to invalidate anyone's experience, but impact is more important than intent. So I'd like to apologize to anyone who was hurt by my words. So I think, you know, he was maybe getting some some backlash because 
hard to tell someone if Katie felt like she was being gaslighted, it's hard to tell them that she's wrong because that's kind of an interpretation and how she was feeling in that moment versus all of us making a judgment when we weren't there. Um, but again, Caitlin did notice that she didn't say it in the moment. So maybe watching it back, she was like in disbelief. She also, Caitlin noted that Katie said she didn't remember it the way it aired with that awkward moment of her just looking at him and then saying the, I just like looking at you. Like she was surprised to see herself like react that way. So maybe it really was just like an out-of-body experience or maybe, you know, I don't know. It was so, so weird. It was so weird. Um, but that whole Connor thing, I bring it up just because John, who was on this season, but he was eliminated during week two. Um, you know, so you might think maybe relevant. However, he's friends with Katie outside the show. He's been out and about with Katie as a friend um, in California. And he tweeted or put on his Instagram story. This was before um, Connor B's apology. So it was kind of an at Connor B. Um he said, along with many of you, I watched last night's episode and was shocked by some of the behavior I witnessed, namely the words and body language exhibited by Greg. Watching these actions get defended and therefore normalized strikes me as extremely unhealthy and a step in the wrong direction. It should be noted that an individual can be a good friend to some while simultaneously being harmful to others in another relationship. Friendship cannot be an excuse to blindly defend someone's behavior. Every one of us is on a journey and it's important we continuously seek ways to improve ourselves not absolutely none of us are perfect, but holding each other accountable is sometimes necessary to move forward. So super polarizing breakup. Um, I think it's going to continue to be when we watch their confrontation, especially because it was filmed before these reactions came in. Um, so, you know, Greg and Katie aren't going to be trying to please anyone because they didn't know how the world was going to react to their breakup. And also it's so split that I don't really think one of them, they're all just going to do what they probably say and think because there's no like split side here. It's very split here. There's no like winner. Um, one other quick headline was, like I said, Caitlin and Tasha are currently quarantining for Michelle's season. The names of Michelle's potential suitors, there's 35 of them and I'll probably get down to 25 if I had to guess, maybe 30. Um, those guys are up. It's on usmagazine.com, but nothing crazy to report because we don't know one who was picked yet and two, anything about them besides their name, first name and hometowns. Um, but The Bachelor also named the first black executive producer in franchise history. Um, her name is Jody. Jody Baskerville. Um, and she is a veteran producer who has been with The Bachelor franchise for nearly 10 years. She's been elevated to EP. Numerous individuals close to production confirmed to Variety. So that's great. Um, obviously, someone who knows the show really well. Um, Michelle is going to be our third black bachelorette after Rachel, Lindsay and Tisha, obviously. Um, I'm so excited for her season and I would assume maybe this was a move that they made, you know, with Michelle, maybe she wanted some more representation behind the camera or maybe the show, um, you know, had this, had this plan in motion, whether it was Michelle or not, I don't know, but either way, I think it's a great step. Um, and I'm excited for Michelle's season. Finally, quick Us Weekly exclusive, JP officially files for divorce from Ashley Herbert. Um, we knew they broke up last October. So nine months later, um, we are hearing or we know for a fact, we saw the court documents that he officially filed for divorce. So always sad for a bachelor couple to split, but we kind of mourned these two a while back. Shocking. Um, and I almost forgot about it, to be honest. And then I found out that he officially filed for divorce. So it's the way the cookie combos. Sometimes the roses, they just don't last. But we have a lot of couples going strong right now. Um, and we will see where Katie stands on the 
relationship scale in Bachelor Nation. She has made it very clear on her Instagram and in press interviews that she is ready for the season to be over. Um, Hopefully I get a chance to talk to her again before she officially gives up her reign as the Bachelorette. We will see. But either way, we will be back on Tuesday to break down whatever the hell happens on Monday's finale. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.